Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today as we're going to be looking at the question, are we predestined to go to heaven or to hell? Now, this is, this is a very popular doctrine and a popular teaching amongst those uh, in the denominations of Christianity, and it's, it is a very important question, something for us to consider, something for us to look at. And if you are unfamiliar with the terminology predestined, basically what that means is that before we were born or when we were born, God decided who was going to go to heaven and who was going to hell. Let's say, for example, when I was born, now this is not what I believe, this is not what I teach, and I don't think this is what the scriptures teach, but to explain what this doctrine is, uh, for example, whenever I was born, God decided that I was going to go to hell. But when you were born, God decided that you were going to go to heaven. And no matter what we did in our lives, there was nothing that we could do that would change that destination. No matter how, how righteously I lived my life, no matter how much God loved me, no matter how much I loved God, no matter how much I did everything that God commanded me to do and worked every day to the best of my ability to be pleasing to Him and to serve Him, because I was predestined to go to hell, I would still go to hell. And you, being predestined to go to heaven, no matter how wicked you lived, you could, could have lived in just outright defiance to everything that God ever commanded you to do. But because He predestined you to go to heaven, no matter how wickedly you may have lived, you would still go to heaven. That's the doctrine of predestination. Is it true, though? Are we predestined to go to heaven and hell and there is nothing that we can do to change it? Well, to answer that question, we are going to first look at some Old Testament passages. Uh, first of all, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, uh, practically the beginning of time. Now, we probably know what happens at the beginning of this chapter, especially verses 1 through 7. We see what happens. But starting there in verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did, you, uh, did God actually say, You shall not eat of the tree, uh, of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that, there, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Here we have what we commonly call the fall of man or the first sin. And the reason why this is so important is because this establishes the fact that God has always given us free will. Because if God was going to predestine us to go to heaven or hell, why did he not predestine Adam and Eve to not sin and therefore sin would not have entered this world and the rest of us would have become susceptible to it? God has always given mankind a free choice and free will. Adam and Eve had the choice 
that they could obey God or they could sin against Him. And unfortunately, as we see here, they chose to sin against God. They chose to go against Him and against His will and against His command for them to not eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Now, this isn't the only passage where we see this principle being illustrated for us. One of the other passages that I think about is in the book of, of Joshua. The book of Joshua, chapter 24, whenever they are going into the land of Canaan to uh, conquer it. And Joshua says to the people, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua sets forth, sets forth this prop, proposition that they needed to choose. That they could choose to serve the gods of the Amorites or they could choose to serve the Lord. That was their choice. That was their decision. Throughout scriptures, we see uh, statements like this. And not only statements, we see illustrations of it as well. Of people choosing to either serve God or to disobey Him. Now, another Old Testament passage before we go on and look at a couple of New Testament passages is there in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and a curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give them. God says that they have a choice. We have always had a choice, just as is laid out here. Choose this day, just as, as Joshua said. He says here in Deuteronomy 30, I have set before you life and death, a blessing and a curse. He says there are two paths that you can take. You can choose one that's going to lead to life. You can choose one that is going to lead to blessings. Or you can choose one that is going to lead to death. You can choose one that is going to lead to cursings. And as he says at the end of the verse, Therefore choose life that you and your offspring, offspring may live. We have always had a choice. God does not force us to be obedient to him, nor does he force us to be disobedient to him. God allows us to choose what we are going to do and how we are going to live. I think about Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 9 when discussing this, because there the Hebrews writer says, And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. He said he is the author of salvation, Jesus Christ, is the author of salvation to everyone who believes and obeys him. Anyone who chooses to become obedient to God will be saved. That's what he's saying in Hebrews chapter 5 and verse, verse 9. But not only that, I think about Jesus whenever he was on earth during his ministry in Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. Especially what he says there in verse 21, Many will come to me in that day and they will, they will say, Lord, Lord. 
Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out demons in thy name? Have we not done many wonderful works in thy name? And Jesus, of course, will, as he says there, he will say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And as he prefaces that passage, especially there in verse 21, he says that only those who do the will of the Father will be in heaven. Only those who actually are obedient will be in heaven. Jesus himself said that those who submit themselves to God will be saved. Now going back to our illustration that we talked about at the beginning of this. This doctrine of predestination says that if God predetermined that I was going to go to hell and he chose me to go to hell, no matter how righteously I lived, I would still go to hell. That blatantly contradicts very fundamental and clear passages of Scripture, such as what Christ lays out for us in Matthew 7 and what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 5. Because in both of those passages, the principle and the teaching is given to us that if we are obedient to God, then we will be saved. Our salvation or, or our condemnation is dependent upon how we live. If we are obedient to God, then we will be saved. If we are disobedient to God, then we will be condemned. But God is not going to force us to either obey or disobey Him. He has always given, such as He gave Adam and Eve, such as He gave the children of Israel there in Joshua 24 and Deuteronomy 30. He has always given us a choice. And what we do with that choice is what determines whether we go to heaven or hell. God does not pick and choose who is going to be saved and who is going to be lost because as he says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When we think about this doctrine of predestination, God chooses who is going to go to heaven and who is going to go to hell, it blatantly contradicts so many passages. Passages that teach that we have a choice, that if we choose to be obedient, God will save us. Passages such as that in 2 Peter chapter 3, where God does not want anybody to go to hell. How could Peter say that if God chooses who is going to go to heaven and who is going to go to hell? He could not, in all honesty, make that statement. God could not make that statement if he chooses who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Our eternal destination is dependent upon our obedience to God. I hope that perhaps maybe this has, has helped you uh, understand this a little bit better, answer this question a little bit for you, or at least given you a foundation to go off of to continue studying this and looking at this more on your own. As we often, as I often try to mention, if you have any questions about these things, if you want to look at this uh, in more depth, please feel free to get in touch with us, send us a message, call us, whatever it may be, and uh, we would love to set up a time to sit down and to study the scriptures with you a little bit more. I thank you for uh, your time and for your attention. I hope that you'll come back tomorrow as we're going to be answering the question that's kind of along the same lines, the question of what must I do to be saved? So I hope that you will come back tomorrow as we're going to be looking at that question.